What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In today's episode, I sit down with David Chisholm of A David Creation. Uh, big fan of David. He is one of those marketing guys that uh, you know he's he really cares about the industry. Now we get bombarded with marketers that care about what's in our pockets. There's certain marketers out there, only ones that I would bring on this show that actually care about the contractor. Uh, so I definitely endorse David. You will hear some really good marketing principles in here and you will have a way to contact him uh, at the end of the episode. So if you're interested in David's services, you want to explore what he has to offer for you, feel free to reach out. I'll throw something in the bio here. But if you want to learn a little bit about marketing and the way he sees things, this podcast episode starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. All right. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. I'm here with David Chisholm uh, here with A. David Creation Marketing. Um, let's talk marketing, man. I love talking yeah. marketing. Uh, Me too. So, so what do you do? How do you do it? Why are you different? Good question. So what do I do? I'm a marketing manager and consultant for primarily painting companies, but really anyone with a tool belt. So I help them with their marketing plan and then I help them implement it. Cool. Um, why am I different? I think the, I've really focused heavily the last 12 years on the painting industry. And so I have a good pulse on what's working across the country. I don't work sure. with just, um, you know, local guys that's across the country. So I get to see residential, commercial, industrial guys, see what they do, how it works. And um, so, yeah, I think that's what sep separates me from the other guys is sure, yeah. Love focus that, on the painting. Yeah. What do you think about SEO? Is it a waste of time? Um, or do you think that nowadays because of so much traffic on the first page, I mean, you got so many ads from the ads at the top to the big lead generation companies at the bottom. First page is getting really hard to tap into. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, contractors investing in SEO or are they better off like paying for, for ads and paying for leads? Let's jump right into it, right? <laughs> Go right into SEO. <laughs> um, I think there's a still obviously a place for SEO uh, or they would be out of business, but I know uh, some a good handful of, of solid SEO firms out there do a good job. But yeah, like like what you're saying, you, Google makes the majority of their money through the ad platform. Yeah. The maps are right below that. Then you got organic below that. So, yeah. and then you got social media on top of that. So you got True. all these different uh, platforms. So yes, there is a benefit because there's still some smart people out there that, that go below the fold and you got to be there. Dig a little uh, deeper. The, those, yeah. those customers that dig a little deeper. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, I do it, you do it, but yeah. Google's getting pretty savvy with the, the, uh, the paid search and the, the reviews and all that kind of stuff we uh, Google my business, but yeah, it's definitely a place. What I usually recommend for painters is uh, depending on their budget and all that is to definitely work up some SEO, make sure your website's all beefed up for a certain time, but I wouldn't go too deep in the SEO market, at least spend a ton of money on that. Focus Good on some other things. Yeah. I was hoping you'd say that. Cause like, <laughs> you know, I, I really was because it's like, um, you know, being a contractor, being mm -hmm. in it, 
um, seeing it and then seeing it from a marketing perspective too, I kind of can gauge both sides. And it's like, yeah. you know, even as a consumer, very rarely are we going to a website and then we're reading the blog, you know, mm -hmm. to find our services yeah. as opposed to if maybe I'm looking for a software and I Google like how to do it. And then I go to the website and that turns me on to whatever product they're selling virtually. Yeah. I think with local services, um, really just hard to tap. And I think there's a lot of guys out there who get hit up by SEO guys and they say, all right, well, it's going to be X amount per month for SEO. The problem that I hear is that it just takes so long for them to get that feedback loop going where they can say, okay, this investment has generated me this. There's not that like, aha feeling. Um, yeah. You know, have you yeah. experienced that at all? Like, you know, as anyone, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, but like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it and also depends on, I think the, where, if there's the competition too. So like, yeah. you know, if you're in a heavy metropolitan area, it's going to cost more money, take longer. Yeah. If, if a painter's uh, or contractor's getting started in a more rural area, it's almost a piece of cake. If they spend yeah. a few months, they're going to be way ahead of most of the yeah. guys. But yeah, it's, um, yeah. I got I've seen... lucky. I'm in like both. I, it's kind of like busy, <laughs> but it's also very rural. So I got lucky in the beginning, but in big areas, Orlando, forget it. I yeah. mean, you gotta, you gotta compete. So, yeah, um, absolutely. so, so gauging kind of what you're seeing in the market, you know, do you find that, uh, are you doing anything with Facebook or are you, are you staying, staying with Google? What are you doing with Facebook? We're actually doing a lot on Facebook these days. It, it depends on again, what the contractor wants to market. So what we're seeing is that the services that are um, low hanging services, like more specific paint services are working better on Facebook than others. So like, if you're looking for general painting services, interior painting, exterior painting, that's a general, you know, paint, they, a little bit more of a challenge on Facebook to just to get a bunch of leads. You might get leads, but they're not the best. You know, so they're, you, and so what I usually recommend is like, let's focus on like cabinet painting. So if you, if you right. have a cabinet division, if you got a cabinet shop, if you got a trailer to paint them in, or you can do them on site with a, a booth and all that. If you have a really good platform to market the cabinets, they actually do really well on Facebook. Cabinets really yeah, well. Cabinets are killing it, man. And if yeah. you before picture the prep, you yeah. know, the after, yeah. I think what I think really it comes down to is just people, most people don't even know that cabinets can be painted. I know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what so, it comes down to. Same so, with like, yeah, cabinets are, are big, uh, yeah. garage floors. I know a lot of, yeah. I've had, you know, last three years, I've had a, a lot of my clients start moving into the flooring business. That was actually popular probably 2000 to, to 2008 before the economy crashed. There was the epoxy floors then. Now it's like yep. polyurea, polyaspartic. Um, yeah. That's going crazy on Facebook. I mean, really? uh, absolutely insane. Oh, uh, what about not as much as Instagram. Man? Yeah. How do house <laughs> painters tap into it? I know exteriors will probably do better than interiors. Um, but do you feel like do you feel like people should stop focusing on like the before and afters when it comes to that and start focusing on maybe like personality, like, like walkthroughs, maybe showing the team working? Like, what do you I mean, what do you think? Like, because like, I feel like, you know, it's hard to get a picture. Oh, look, here's this interior wall that was painted. Mm -hmm. eh. Yeah, it, it's hard. I think I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of getting good pictures of your work, good videos of your work. And that's, that's a challenge unless you have someone who knows how to hold a camera or phone and do it right. with the right lighting. So that's been my challenge with the guys I've been working with is how do you get the right image? And right. the guys that do a good job are you typically the owners or, you know, like they have a stake in the company, they're out there shooting all that. So yeah. if you can get the imagery or hire someone, um, that's, that's helpful. Um, the before and after still work. I, I always just tell, tell guys like, look, if you really, really like this before and after, is it, is it, um, 
uh, the colors just wow someone before and after if it's like i've seen sometimes where i look at something and go uh which one's the before <laughs> i'm like you change an outside house and the before sometimes looks better than the after <laughs> Gotta make it clear that. I'm like, yeah. and then you get comments, you see people going like, well, I kind of like the old one better than the new one. And so yeah. you really just have to like sit down and think about you know, people are really going to stop for a moment for five seconds and look at this thing. So that's where the before and after still work. But yeah, I think the guys that do a really good job out there in terms of developing their brand on the Instagram, Facebook are definitely more personalities, you know, um, so the, whether it's the owner or the estimators or the people that are jumping in front of the camera walking walking them through a job movement like video is obviously huge on instagram and trust. facebook trust, trust. Yeah. it's all about trust like i got you know there was a guy listen i didn't i don't need roofing all right i don't know how i found them i think i went to their website or something dude this guy i feel like i i know him like a friend yeah. because because one the first time it was like you know hey this is whatever and, and i'm taking you guys on this roofing job and he's out there and he's you know on top of the roof showing me things to yeah. look for in the roof oh this is cool all right so then like a week later he's like all right we're here at a different job and like it's just like he the way they had it set up dude is like you know i mean it's like a story that's being told and let yeah. me tell you something man when roofing ever happens who am i going to call i mean i feel like i i trust this this person um, Absolutely. so, yeah. so it's really interesting to see, um, yeah. uh, in terms of like trends, man, you know, in terms of trends, I like to always chat about trends and what you're mm -hmm. seeing in, in the painting industry as a whole. Um, I mean, trending upward, or do you feel like there's a peak, uh, that, that we're hitting here and, or do you think like home improvement and, you know, uh, changing spaces has just like, like blown up and it's not stopping. Good question. I think, um, I've seen, Again, this is just from looking at leads and sales from my clients, seeing a little bit of a slowdown, like exterior painting, depending on the part of the country. So like sure. more on the East Coast, the Philadelphia, the Mid-Atlantic, you know, all those areas there, everyone's building uh, uh, homes and businesses with like less painted surfaces on an outside. Ah, yeah, that's interesting. Like brick, stone. Yeah, it's wow. everything. I mean, I, I noticed that when I moved to the East Coast from California, when yeah. I moved out here, I, I worked for a painter. I was doing some estimates for about a year and I was shocked at how many, it was. I wasn't doing that many ex exterior estimates. You know, that was, in the, wow. that was about 10 years ago. And I was like, okay, and now it's gotten even worse. I've even had clients say, you know, we don't, we're not getting that many exterior bids. I mean, when, when it comes to like, the, the big things like the schools, the universities, the churches, all that, like from a commercial standpoint, that's still fairly solid, but, uh, but the home market, not so much exteriors when it comes to interiors, less full interiors. I'm seeing like people are just going to be more renovating rooms here and there. So I'm seeing smaller job sizes. So, you know, that back uh, the, the whole idea of like a painter for a day program that people talk about, like just uh, rent a painter, send someone out for a day or two. I can almost see that coming back in as people start moving, yeah. you know, back on yeah, home. I haven't and heard many home. people yeah. doing that. I don't think yeah. I would do that um, yeah. personally, just like that service there. I just feel like it's too hard to predict schedule. Um, and if I have an extra painter to just be sending out, I want them on a bigger job. Yeah. So be, I, yeah. really, I don't yeah. think I've ran into anyone yeah. that does that. Have you? Do you have any clients you have where they do a painter of the day or are they just like sole owners or? Well, it, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when I, my family business out on the West Coast, we did it pretty heavily in the late 90s to early 2000s, like 2005. We actually right. had a guy dedicated, that's all he did was painter for days. Oh, cool. He was kind of, he, he 
wasn't good at running crews. He liked to work by himself. So if you get a Lone Ranger painter and they're that good, it's impressive what what a painter for a day can do. To me, it's a marketing opportunity. I always yeah. would go out to sell a house and say, like, you know, before you spend 30 grand on this home, why don't you just hire us for a day and check us out? That, so I kind of oh, use cool. it as a, and I just send that guy out and he'd blow him away, oh, yeah, <laughs> nice. you know, whatever he's doing. Nice. So, but I do see it. It's, it's a possibility for commercial, some light commercial, some that could come back right now. It's, it's out. I do had a lot of clients that did painter for days, probably in the mid to late 2000, early 2010, 2015. Um, but once things boomed, that goes away. Yeah. And if the economy checks out and it goes down, then the painter for day stuff could come Pops back up. in. Yeah. 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 Just to get the foot in the yeah. door, build some value. You, you know, I, of course, I want to talk to you about um, really just acquisition and then conversion, right? So you have, you know, when you, mm -hmm. when, when somebody acquires a lead and convert and converts that lead, um, you know, I've founded drip jobs. That's something that, mm -hmm. you know, we love to focus on is like that, that immediate communication to the, to the, yeah. uh, to the appointment. What if, um, you know, what are you, are you kind of coaching up your, your, your clients on like, um, really understanding that sales process. Cause you've done it right. When you mm -hmm. did, were you at a point when you were working in your painting business where you were like getting leads coming in or was that more like a word of mouth? No, we had, uh, when I left in 2008, we were about a $2 million residential. Nice. So we had, yeah, we had a fair amount of leads coming in, you know, average jobs then was, you know, seven, 8,000. So yeah, we, we did lead, the, the first CRM we ever High residential was, or is that commercial? Yeah. All residential. Yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah. We, we, we were pushing almost 10 grand uh, per job, you know, for residential when I left. Exciting, um, man. Nice. I think right now it's like five or six. So it's dropped. And I think yeah, that's, dropped. yeah. I'd but like to see to it go nice. back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. we sold. That's crazy, <laughs> um, dude. So we used, uh, we've always kind of used a CRM. Like we started with uh, Act 2000 back in the yep. late nineties, two thousands. Uh, use that and that was you know obviously they're still around not uh, but there's nah, wow, yeah so right. even act has been they kind of got it started and then salesforce jumped in the and so like okay. act was kind of something you installed on servers and wow. um it was really good for customer like post sale too it, it was before the whole uh sales marketing automation but it kind of said hey you need to follow up with this client you need to send them a gift you need to do all that stuff that's what act did and then sales salesforce jumps in and then the crm world just took off so yeah i've, I've been through all that I, I tell clients if they're gonna work with me they have to have some type of crm um because uh, you know you need to track leads you got to track yeah. where they're coming from and, and then you got to track the i encourage i'm not as heavy in the sales side but i they work hand in hand. So I do encourage the sales guys, like use the CRM and definitely have a stage of where you're at, you know, where, where you're at in the pipeline. We narrowed, we narrowed down 11 stages and I, this took me a year to really perfect because mm -hmm. I'm just having the experience in the business. I've narrowed yep. down. There's 11 stages, right? So like, and that's condensed and you tell me if I'm missing one <laughs> and I'll let you know, if I feel like one should follow, so you got brand new leads that come in from guys like you. Okay. Yeah. Brand new leads. Right. Then you have what I call estimate pending. Okay. And that really mm -hmm. means we've spoken to that lead. We've got them on the phone. We communicated in some way, but for whatever reason, they didn't convert. Like, so maybe mm -hmm. they didn't buy the house yet and they still, mm -hmm. so, so estimate pending stage two, then what I, what I encourage my customers to do is take on requests. So like we have a form that they can request an estimate without like a hard booking. So they can pre-qualify. So that's like estimate requested. Then we got estimate scheduled. So that's four. 
Uh, and then we got in draft. So whenever we're, you know, composing a proposal, we got to have a list of people like some, maybe you're checking material prices, whatever. You're going to have that stage there proposal sent. So these are all your, you know, deals that have had proposals out waiting to hear yes or no, and then proposals rejected. So that's like your sales pipeline. That's seven. Now you have jobs, right? So I narrowed jobs down to four projects that are pending schedule, projects that are scheduled, projects in progress, projects complete. Do you think I missed one? No, it looks like you covered it all. 11, bro. I <laughs> yeah, 11. No, I, I mean, I'd have to look at some of the serums, but I think not including the job schedule, I've seen seven or eight in there too. I have a few in there that I'll yeah. tell some clients like canceled. So what happens, let's say on some of the the lead generation that doesn't work as well, or at least you got to get a lot of it to get a little book is something like Facebook or LinkedIn or some of the social media stuff. I'll have several different layers in there. I want to know how many actually came in from those sources and how many were scheduled, how many were canceled, how many we did not get a hold of. Cause that's, that's something we can go back to the social network and okay, you know, we got a hundred inquiries, but only scheduled 20. What's up with that? Cause cause there's a cost behind it. So and um, so, yeah, if, if an estimator or their office team can use all those fields, it makes it easier for me because I can jump in and look at their CM and go, you know, hey, if you're not selling anything this month, you go back through all your, <laughs> your stages here and kind of try to close these things out. So, yeah. yeah, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, and and that for me early on in my business, like capitalizing on those leads, like I would buy leads. You're not going to like this, but from home advisor. And, um, you know, that was really just my way of getting out. I didn't know anyone like you um, probably would have gave you a shot. You know, I just didn't know anyone, you know, I kind of just started heard home advisor was good, but really what I loved about, um, you know, the fact that like just having a little bit of a sales background was like, dude, keep hitting these leads up. There's be people mm-hmm. that came in three, four weeks ago and, I just made it a habit every morning or every other morning to just call each one and I'd get voicemail, voicemail, but I just mm-hmm. wouldn't give up until I either had heard two things. Stop calling me. I don't want your service or yeah. um, I'm interested in your service. Let's, you know, schedule an estimate, you know? So, yeah. you know, that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of what I've learned just from like sales, you know, I'm sure you would agree yeah. that's, you know, that's. Oh yeah. I, and home advisor has its place. Too. I, and by, by the way, I, I actually do have work with home advisor and Angie, all of them too. I guys come to me to, to have, like I have national reps too. So I have an Angie's list or now it's Angie, a national rep. So um, I'm kind of the, the consulting role on that. So if, oh, cool. if, if they want to use home advisor, that's fine. I'll give them advice. I'll tell them while well, your leads, you know, you're going to get a lot. You're only going to close this much. So if it, if it makes sense as part of the plan, we, we will slide home advisor in there, Angie, um, Yelp, yeah, so you, know, you might actually yeah. even do like a, a a broad plan where you're you're kind of managing that aspect of their marketing spend. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 little, I liked yeah. you, man. <laughs> I got I got Yelp in there. I got Angelus. I got I like, Web. But, Pessy, all that stuff. What yeah. is it? It's like I tell people this. Like it's like stocks, right? You want to diversify yeah. the portfolio, right? I mean, you don't just yeah. want one lead source. No, yeah, no. Yeah. And and sometimes we'll do, you know, I I do have guys that do really well with Yelp and others that don't. So I'm in there looking at the lead cost and the sale. I'm like, is it worth going into this? And sometimes we just do it in the winter months or something. You don't have that issue as much in Florida and California. But if I, if someone that will turn on home advisor a couple times a year or we'll look at home advisor, well, I just want cabinet leads. That's it. So then we'll do that. It's a little lever. You got to pull it when you need it and you put it up. What do you, in your honest opinion, what is the difference between a home advisor, Angie's list lead and a Facebook lead? Good question. So Angie's list, Angie now um, works the best when you have been on there longer time. So if you've been on there 
a very long time. You got a lot of reviews, reports, and you pay, you pay for it now. So it's all pay to play on, on Angie. Um, that's going to be probably your better quality lead that comes in if they know and trust Angie. So if they, especially in a specific market. So I think like if in, they know yeah. and trust Angie's list, Angie's because, list. <laughs> because Angie, and it's so confusing. I don't know why. They, I, know. They I, I honestly personally think they shouldn't have done this because they have <laughs> a loyal group of people over there that yeah. like love Angie, the lady. She yeah. probably made out like a bandit. Yeah, but, she did. You know, but user face still, I don't know, but I'm just saying, you know, like those people are probably, you know, they probably avoid uh, some, they probably lost a lot of loyal customers because I feel like my, my profile on, on uh, Angie, which is home advisor. It's so confusing, dude. Yeah. I have 190 reviews, five star. Okay. Yeah. They get five other, you know, people that are getting the same information. They, they don't know yeah. me. So yeah. it's like, you know, they're not coming there for me, you know, well, yeah, but yeah. Good. And I got a client moving to a different area. He, he's crushed it on Angie's list for years. That helps. Moving to a different part of the country to start a second division. So he has to start from scratch, zero. So I was talking oh, they, about they, Would they take away his reviews? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, he still has his other division. Like, it's he's oh, just moving a guy totally to another, another gotcha. state. Gotcha. And so they're like, you're going to have to start a division here. But I mean, I said, well, can't. Yeah, but we've spent, you know, 15 years on Angie's over here. There's no way to connect the dots. Nope. I'm like, well, that's kind of ridiculous. Because then I, I told my clients, I don't know if it's, you can take a risk. Now it's a calculated risk, but it's like, you're going to pay Angie's list. And most of the thing I have with not just this company, but a lot of them is it's the 12 month terms too. I don't really like long commitments nah. for software. Why do you need well, long commitments on a software? If no, your software either solid, works right? or it doesn't. Like it's Google ad, ads, you not. can turn it on or pause it the same yeah. day. Exactly. Yelp is... Yelp does it right. I mean, they're, they're, you know, you can cancel anytime, but, the, but the you're out West though, right? Cause over uh, here, Yelp, Yelp doesn't exist over here in Florida. No, it doesn't. Well, no, I'm on the East coast now. I'm in Maryland. Oh, are so, you? Okay. Yeah, no, it doesn't work well here. It does a little bit in New York, a little bit in Washington, DC, San Francisco. It's huge. I mean, you have to be huge. If you're in San Francisco, you have to use Yelp. If you're not on Yelp, <laughs> forget it. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Rapid fire, man. I know we got a couple minutes here and, and yeah. uh, but I, I just want to know, take me, take me into the marketing budget. Someone's starting out. Yeah. I try to tailor yeah. these to, to yeah. the audience, you know, see where they're at. Someone's starting out, maybe got three employees trying to make sure they get steady lead flow. They got a thousand bucks. Where, where, where should they spend that money? Wait, I just want to make sure that's just mm -hmm. ad spend. You, if you have someone like obviously David here, you would have to pay him mm -hmm. to do his work, which you get paid for your work. You should pay him. What? Yeah. Should they spend it? How would you diversify a thousand bucks today? If I asked you to do that today, someone's starting oh. out, they have a website, they have a logo, they have a Facebook. Yep. Okay. Assume all, all those things. Thousand bucks. Thousand bucks. Good question. I would probably steer them towards Google ads uh, okay. to start. And uh, if they know how to use Google ad platform, whether they do it themselves or get, uh, because I think, and go after a, a low hanging fruit service. So if they're just okay. going broad painters near me, probably gonna be too expensive but if they're like hey let's i actually had this happen with a, with a guy who had to start over and came to me and i said well let's let's pick something let's pick cabinets so he um you know he'd been a painter for many years but he kind of started from scratch so i said learn as much as you can about the, the cabinet category and how to paint them so that's what he did he had a very little budget we started with google ads we moved into other things but that's really what got him back on the map he's very profitable i think he's tripled his business in just a couple of years, just doing nice. 
probably 75% cabinets. He still does the painting because he had to diverse, he had to start over, change his name. The client sued him and he had to got wiped him out. Starts really? over. So all his Google stuff, everything was gone. He had to start from scratch. Wait, he got sued by his client? Yeah, uh, an attorney client who, that's a whole story. I mean, I it's, it's awful, but it caused him to go out of business. Really? But he so didn't he have general to, liability to cover? The, the, the uh, courts actually had him pay cash for like on the spot, like, um, like, and yeah, no, he had a contract and then the guy, he did a lien against the house cause he didn't pay him. And this guy counters did a civil suit against him and won. Ooh. It was just crazy. Like the guy knew the system and took him out yeah. of business, but you know, just like that starts over and sure. it, so he went from zero to about a million in a couple, about two and a half, three years, primarily doing cabinets. And it was, it started with just Google ads. That's it. We, wow. you know, and so I think that's probably where I'd start and get reviews. So I just had him do the low hanging stuff. Yeah. Start an email campaign, stay in touch with your customers, get those reviews, stay top of mind and keep the Google thing going and then move into social and kind of go from there. So Yeah, because it's kind of like a progression, right? You'd say spend heavy, spend heavy, spend heavy, get your name out there, start getting reviews, get some reps in like and then, you know, yeah. from there, try to balance some of that out with uh with word of mouth that's, that's a dream yeah <laughs> yeah we want the word of mouth and reviews i mean like a, an established paint company i've worked with the old old school guys been around yeah. for 40 years those are doing 70 80 repeat referral that's what you want that's amazing and that's, that's what amazing. we all want to get everybody <laughs> how do people find you bro they can go to adavidcreation.com that's the website but it really any of the social networks i'm on there instagram facebook oh. linkedin they'll if, if they send a message it's going to go to me or a team awesome. member but i see them so <laughs> quick like so you do kind of like a quick consultation set them up for you know just kind of do a diagnostic and then you know set them up to see if you can help them with google ads facebook yep. any of those. so i'll do the 30 minute just kind of chit chat with them see what what they've been doing see if i'm a good fit if they need some consulting or they need me long term so i can do just one-off type things if they would need me long-term you know like a quarterback and run the plays i can yeah. do that as well so love it yeah, yeah. Let, yeah. listen real quick last point i know you got to go okay i'm only good at a couple of things i'd say sales is what i'm best at mm -hmm. i found that i can grow my business as far as i want as long as i only do what i'm great at there's some people that listen to this that are really good at what they're great at, which might just be production. So in that case, you should find somebody to do sales for you and you should find someone to do marketing for you. Yeah. In the same way for me, I'm really good at sales. That's what I think. At least I find something to do marketing for me, whether it's me paying for leads or, you know, just balancing out what I'm, what I'm not an expert at. Okay. Cause you don't put me in front of Google ads, Dave. I have no clue what I'm doing, dude. I, I yeah, really no. don't. I've never even played with <laughs> it. I can do Facebook ads. It's complicated, dude. I don't even know yeah. how you navigate that thing. It's like code. Uh, and then, uh, and then again, my strength being sales, I'm not good at production. Don't ask me to paint your house, but what did I do do put together a team of production to get that done for me? So those listening, yeah. whenever I bring someone onto this podcast, I always like to just people I endorse have heard of, no, they do great work, but just understand this, you either do it yourself and risk not doing it right. Or you hire somebody to do it and get to point A to point B much quicker than you could do yourself and limit mistakes and, and, and optimize your spend. Would you agree with all yeah. that? hundred percent. There's 100%. things in my business that I don't want to do and I get help too. So. Yeah. 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 And just so Absolutely. you know, instead of writing everything down, try drip jobs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks man for your time, David. Tanner. Good. To, we'll catch good up to brother. All right. All right man. See you Have later. A day. Bye. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals that's going to automatically follow up with your customers 
It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time, it's going to make you money, and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com, and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.